Hey guys, this is Lisa from NYC Gal Outs. Welcome back to my channel. Okay guys, today was Salt Lake City. Well, I should say tonight. So it is day two of Bermuda and it was very odd. I think Monica was a very strange bird. We're going to get into that. But guys, before we get into that, don't forget to hit the likes, follow, subscribe, leave me a comment, all that good stuff. If you're coming over from the pod, don't forget to leave me a rating on my Spotify podcast. And of course, if you are tuning in from the YouTube channel, don't forget to subscribe and all that good jazz is a great way to support not only me, but your favorite content creators as well. It is a great free way to support your favorite content creators. It really helps us with our analytics and all that other good jazz. Okay, guys. So it is day two in Bermuda, and I don't know what the hell is going on with Monica. Um, it's really making me feel a certain way about her, especially because the episode started off with Heather decorating for Monica's 39th birthday party. It's like, it, it, it really, you know, like if you are on the fence about Monica, seeing Heather like really, Im like really befriend her and embrace her and welcome her into the cast, especially doing something like hand pumping a balloon. <laughs> like she had like this, the you know, she had like the little um, string yards and she had like the balloons and everything like that. She even had like the little princess tiaras that she was handing out. So like, you know, for Heather to do something like that for Monica and Monica is saying how grateful she is because she's never had somebody do that for her. She's never had something like that. And it's like, girl, you are legit causing unnecessary legal drama because you don't want to pay $2,000. That's what it comes down to. She did not pay a $2,000 bill. And, you know, she's saying all of this and that and whatever. And she's really being seen as like a snake in the grass because it's like, no, girl, you need to go back to the mall that you bought that Louis bag from. And when the sales rep asks you why you're returning the Louis bag, you need to say, well, because I need to use that money to pay back the $2,000 that I owe my castmate for, you know, using her services and not paying for them. Like, that's just so crazy. And like, it just, it made, it really amplified the suspicious feelings that I have about Monica and what kind of person she is. Because again, the episode started off with Heather decorating for her 39th birthday that she was basically giving her. Um, so that I thought that was really kind of crazy, especially since I feel like Heather was the one that was like the nicest one to her on the cast, the one that really like befriended her and welcomed her. Um, so we continue with the last week's episode of when Meredith and Monica were sitting at the table talking about Angie and Monica actually brings it up to Lisa. It was like really weird. She actually asked Lisa to go to her room and they are sitting out in the balcony and she asks Lisa for a favor. She says she hasn't seen her family that lives in Bermuda for 30 years 
and she really wants Lisa to go with her, um, kind of like to be a support friend for her, which was very nice, but I kind of also feel like you and Lisa aren't even close like that. Like, if anything, I would think that you would have asked Whitney or you would have asked Meredith or you would have asked Heather. But, like, you and Lisa were legit beefing, like, two episodes ago where you guys were both in each other's faces. And now, all of a sudden, you're asking Lisa to come with you to see your family that you haven't seen for like 30 years. And again, guys, like I, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it, it just, it feels really weird. Like that's the best way I could explain it. I just, I feel like Monica is very, very fake. There's just something about Monica that is like completely off. I don't know what it is, but it's the fact that like she would ask someone like Lisa, even though like she's a newbie and she probably didn't really know any one of them on the cast like that. But of all the people to ask, she asked Lisa. And I don't know if it's because Lisa's the popular girl, the it girl, now that Jen's no longer a part of the cast. Well, she's in jail. But and I don't know, because it seems like everybody wants to be like Lisa's BFF and they all just want Lisa's attention. And, you know, Lisa, I guess maybe Lisa is like the Regina George of the group where like everybody wants to be her friend, right? Everybody wants to be in her good grace and sit at her table during lunchtime and wear pink on Wednesdays. But anyway, so... um she, after she asked Lisa that, she confides to Lisa what Meredith has been telling her about Angie. And Lisa lets Monica know that Meredith is like sneaky and slimy like that. She's grimy like that, that she did the same thing to her, I guess, last season. I don't know, guys. I didn't watch last season. I didn't watch any of the previous seasons until this season. But Lisa says something like, she did it to me too when I had my SEC filing and, you know, all this other stuff. So she's trying to get you to do her dirty work by talking shit about Angie, but you're the one who's saying it and not her. So her hands is clean. And I absolutely do think that Lisa hit it on the nail. Oh, by the way, I did look Lisa up and she is from New York. I knew I heard that East Coast accent. There was that New York accent. It was in New York City. It wasn't like one of the boroughs, but I knew that I could hear a New York accent. I was like, there's no way this girl's from Utah. And I was right. I looked her up. Um, there wasn't a lot of information about her bio, about, you know, like her growing up or whatever, but it does state that she grew up in New York. So anyway, um, yeah, so Lisa completely hit it on the nail when she said that, you know, Meredith is basically just using Monica to do her dirty work with like, you know, trying to spread shit about Angie. So then they go to the beach to go jet skiing or whatever the fuck it is that they're doing. I don't even know. And that scene was also weird because they were playing a game and, you know, that wasn't weird um, because it's one of the games that if you ever watch Watch What Happens Live, it's a game that Andy Bravo, Andy Bravo, it's a game that Andy Cohen actually plays with the Housewife guests on Watch What Happens Live. It's like, you know, who would you rather 
uh, it's like who, like, you know, you have, you have like three people, who do you want to kill, married, and, you know, have sex with. So everybody was doing, um, you know, everybody took a turn and whatever. And like I said, it's a game that Andy Cohen plays with the housewives on Watch What Happens Live. But then Monica had asked Heather a really weird question. She actually asked Heather about her daughter's sex life. She asked Heather about Heather's daughter's sex life. Heather was very uncomfortable as she should be because what mother wants to talk about her daughter's sex life and on TV. And it's like, that was the thing. I I think it was like, I don't know if Monica was doing it because she was very aware of the camera and she wanted to have like some sort of moment with the camera. But I feel like Heather was also very aware of the camera. And, you know, as a mother, she's not going to talk about her daughter's sex life on camera so that people could clip it and screenshot it and freaking repost it onto social media, make memes out of it and whatever. So Heather, of course, she, I, I do think Heather is like a really good mom. And so she, of course she's not going to talk about it. And it was just really weird that Monica would even ask a question like that. I don't think Monica vibes very well with the ladies. I think she's kind of low class. There's just something about her that seems very low class to me. Um, and the perfect example is her asking Heather about her daughter's sex life. Very weird, very strange. I mean, like I can't imagine somebody asking Monica about her daughter's sex life. I mean, how is she okay with that? Is she okay with somebody asking her daughter about it? Because her oldest daughter is 18 years old. So if you guys want to make the argument that, well, you know, Heather's daughter's in college and whatever, and she's an adult, okay, well, Monica's oldest daughter is 18 years old. Would she be okay with somebody asking Monica about her daughter's sex life on TV of all places? I don't think so. But who knows, maybe she is okay with it because like like I said, you know, she called her mom Ted Bundy, but the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And if her mom is Ted Bundy, then I would have to think that some of that Ted Bundy traits probably rubbed, rubbed off onto her. Um, and then Lisa asks Angie if they want to go on a walk on the beach. And that's when Lisa tells Angie what Meredith's been up to, what she's been saying to Monica. And, you know, she's saying it to Monica because she, she wants Monica to bring it out and she wants Monica to do her dirty work. Angie approaches Monica to ask her what's up. Um, Monica basically rehashes what she told Lisa already and then you know so so she basically just like reconfirms what she told um what she told Lisa to Angie saying that Meredith was saying that Angie's family is part of the Greek mafia and that she had DMs on Instagram from like some unknown accounts where there was like records and a court filings about like you know, shady business dealings and they owe back taxes and they owe $170,000 to the IRS and all this other stuff. So then Monica, she goes like running and crying into like the public restroom. Lisa goes in to find out what's going on. Monica says that um, like her family in Bermuda that she was planning to go see, that they're ghosting her, they're not returning a call, all this other stuff. It felt very 
strange to me. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I do feel like Monica is a snake in the grass. So I do feel like she would absolutely 100% make up some bullshit like that. I don't know what is going on. I don't know if maybe her family just didn't want to film. Um, I don't know if maybe Monica was embarrassed of like their home or maybe like the family just didn't want to film. Maybe like they just didn't want the cameras there. And, you know, Monica had to come up with some bullshit. And, you know, sometimes like people, they have this weird thing where instead of telling the truth, they just lie because they think that somehow, some way lying is better than telling the truth. It's kind of like the best example that I could give you is like when somebody asks you to go out somewhere and you don't feel like going, instead of just saying like, no, I don't want to go home. Like, like, no, I don't want to go. I just want to stay home. You feel like you have to make up a lie. I mean, like, I think you get better as you as you get older, you get better and you're just like, look, I'm tired. I want to sleep. I don't want to go out. But I do remember when I was younger and my friends would say, oh, let's go clubbing or let's go here. Let's go here. And instead of just saying, no, I don't want to go. I do remember I would make up a bullshit reason. And I don't know why, because it's like, why can't you just say you don't want to go, that you want to stay home? But again, that was like when I was younger, that was like back in my teenage years, that was back in my early twenties. Like, I feel like as you get older though, you don't give a shit and you just, you say, you say the truth and you know, you're just like, Hey, I don't feel like going anywhere. I want to stay home. I want to be in my pajamas. I don't want to get glammed. I don't want to do my hair. So I kind of felt like it was probably something like that. Maybe her family in Bermuda just did not want the cameras there. They didn't want to be filmed or however they felt about it. And I felt like Monica, that was probably what the truth was. But Monica, instead of saying what the truth was, made up like some weird ass bullshit. And the reason why I say that is because it just seems so convenient. Like they were building up this hype and she was like so excited and, and all of a sudden like this weird scene and like she was doing this really theatrical sob where she was like dry heaving and sobbing but like I did not see any tears and normally uh, I mean I've watched enough Housewives franchises to know that when you're crying like that the camera crew usually zooms in onto your face so close that they could see the pores on your face so that they could catch the snots when it's rolling down one of your nostrils and it's like you really did not see any tears. Her eyes didn't even look red. I mean, like sometimes people do have like that dry sobbing where it's like, you know, there's not a lot of tears coming, but you at least see like misty eyes. You know, you see like the red eyes, like there was no misty eyes. It was like dry eyes. It was dry eyes. It was dry, uh, it was dry eyes and dry heaving. So I felt like it was a little bit theatrical, but I do think that all of like the women were very supportive and rallied around her, especially Lisa. When Lisa said, Monica, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I felt like Lisa was very genuine that she really meant it, that she really felt very sorry. Um, but I'm just not sure that I believe Monica. <laughs> I, I mean, like I said, I feel like she is a snake in the grass. So she is the type of person that would make up complete bullshit like that. 
um, for no reason, instead of just saying like, you know, my family didn't want to film, they don't want the cameras there or whatever. Like she would just make up complete bullshit. So then they go back to the house and they're getting ready to go to dinner. And since it's Monica's birthday, she wanted like a Paris at the Caribbean deem. And I got to shout out Monica because she actually did like this, um, I don't know if it was like a commercial. I don't know if she was like, you know, trying to get Target to sponsor her or to like endorse her or something. But um, Monica dressed up like Jack Sparrow and she was at Target and she made what seemed like a really cute commercial ad for Target. It, it was really cute. Um, I liked it. I enjoy it, even though I still think she's a snake in the grass. And so she she killed it with the Jack Sparrow look. Everybody dressed up in like their pirate whatever, except for Lisa. Lisa says, she, you know, she's not into playing dress up, but she did have like a really cute gold belt to kind of sort of in a way at the very minimal sort of fit in, but not really. <laughs> so then they went to, um, they went to Monica's dinner party, which was in a cave somewhere. It, the restaurant looked so cool. It looked so amazing. Um, and then again, Monica wanted to play some weird ass game involving sex. And then when it get like, she was asking everybody when was the last time they had sex, which again, is like a really awkward dinner conversation. I don't know if she's just trying to like, you know, get camera time. If she's just trying to be that person. Like, I don't think that this group of ladies is the, is the group for it. Like, you know, I feel like what they were trying to do was like try to reenact what Roni was doing. So like in Roni, every single time they went to dinner, they talked about sex, you know, and, but like with the Roni ladies though, the Roni ladies, they're younger. Um, and I feel like, you know, they're more comfortable. The Roni ladies are millennials for the most part, they're millennials and they're gen X. Um, and then I, I don't, I, I think the majority of them are millennials, but anyway, with, um, <laughs> with, with Salt Lake City though, I just feel like it's the wrong crowd, but I feel like Monica keeps on trying to make it happen. Like she keeps on talking about sex and it's just not landing right. And you know, the editing the production company with their editing, they're not doing her any favors because it just makes the scene look weird. They're gathered around for dinner. She's asking everybody when the last, last time they had sex was. Everybody looks uncomfortable. And then when it gets to Heather, she says she's not answering. They get into like some weird ass fight. And again, I just feel like Monica comes off very low class compared to the other ladies. Like, I feel like she's the type of person that you cannot bring with you to a black tie event. Like, I, I like there's just something about her that seems so low class. Like, I feel like she's the type of person that would be like, I don't know, like sneezing into like the tablecloth or something or like you like I I don't know there's just it's, it's like she's she just gets off like this weird vibe so her and Heather they get into like some sort of like screaming match or, or whatever where Heather's telling her to like shut the fuck up Lisa's saying that like you know she could understand Heather feeling whatever way she's feeling and then um 
Whitney's like, okay, let's not play any games um, anymore. And Whitney's just like, oh yeah, the food's really good. And then there's just like this awkward silence. And it's like, it's just, it's weird. There's this awkward silence. So then Angie goes, well, I'm going to take the heat off of you and Heather. And then Angie goes in on Meredith about all the rumors. And, you know, she's saying that like, Meredith is like always starting shit with her. And then Lisa jumps in and said, you did the same shit with me when I did my SEC filing and you did the same shit with Jen. You said that Jen was going to be charged with a RICO act and racketeering even before she was charged. And, you know, you did the same thing with Mary. And then you had Whitney do your dirty work last year. And, you know, this year you're having Angie, you're having Monica do your dirty work with Angie. Meredith flat out denied what she said to um, Monica, but Monica was like, no, we did have that conversation. We did have that conversation when you said that, you know, her, her family was in the Greek mafia. And then, you know, you called me, um, to say if I got DMs on Instagram and that, you know, there was like all these court documents about how Angie's and Sean owes like all these money, all this money to like the, the IRS and all this other people and whatever that else. Meredith stuck by it. She was in denial and she would not admit to it. She would not cop to it. Lisa was like, you know, just a minute. You're like, you're getting me, uh, like, you're getting me hot. You're getting getting me livid. And Angie was like, look, you know, just admit that you did it, and we can move on from it. And but she wouldn't admit it. And it's kind of like you're caught red-handed, but you're still sticking to your guns. It's kind of like, you know, when you have the smoking gun, but you're still claiming that you're innocent even while you're holding the smoking gun. So. I feel like that was what's going on with Meredith. It was like a weird-ass dinner. And, of course, it is to be continued on to day three. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know why there was, like, already tension being built up. I think the tension started building up when... Heather probably felt very offended that Monica would ask on camera about Heather's daughter's sex life because I feel like after that scene, that was when things started getting awkward with Monica and Heather. And then like, I think Monica just made it worse at dinner in the cave when she again asked like this very awkward question about sex and when Heather says she didn't want to answer, it was like she kept pushing it. And I feel like Monica does not know her cast members and that she is not aware of like, she doesn't know how to read the room. She doesn't know how to read her clap. She doesn't know how to read her castmates. And she doesn't realize that that is not the right group to be talking about stuff like that. Now, in more recent news, Monica actually um, posted a filtered version of her mugshot on Instagram. She said that she was exposing herself because she she wants to own her story. She's not going to let anybody else tell her story for her. First of all, that is a filtered mugshot. The police, I don't care what state you are in. I don't care if it is Utah. I don't care if it's Hollywood or Bollywood or wherever the fuck you are. I don't care if it's in La La Land and Twinkle Toe Valley. Like, 
there is no police station on this planet. Forget about this country. There is no police station in this planet that takes mugshots with that kind of Andy Warhol looking pop coloration. Like when I looked at that, that was what it reminded me of. It reminded me of the Andy Warhol pop paints. Um, you know, like uh, Marilyn Monroe. So like, and if you guys don't know who Andy Warhol is, I cannot help you. I can't help you. I can't help you understand pop culture. But Andy Warhol, he... Um, He's somebody who is like very famous for having like these pop colors. And one of the paintings that he did was like um, a set of celebrities. One of the celebrities was Marilyn Monroe. And it is like that pop color, that pop colorization that is like very um, renowned or trademark. Well, I wouldn't say trademark, but very renowned to Andy Warhol and his style. Well, anyway, her monk shot is like, you could definitely tell that even if she didn't filter it to make her face look better, she definitely filtered it to change like the photo itself because there were certain colors that were popping out, like the colors of her lips and the pink of her shirt was popping out. And it was just like, you know, you could, like I said, you could tell it's a filter mugshot. Well, I could tell it's a filter mugshot. I don't know if anybody else could tell, but, um, I actually did a TikTok video where there was a bunch of muck shots from all of the housewives across the Bravo franchises. And you could definitely tell that Monica's mugshot did not look the, the way the other mugshots look. So, I mean, if you guys really want to go through it with a magnifying glass, there you have it. So I thought it was like a little odd that she would like say she's exposing herself, but then like filter her mugshot. And here's the thing, you know, she says that she's exposing herself because she doesn't want anyone to have her narrative. But the word on the curb is that she was going to be exposed, that mugshot was going to come out and that there were people on her cast specifically that knew that she had been arrested. So she wanted to get in front of it. So she put it out there before anybody else could put the unfiltered version of it out there. And also, you know, her narrative was that, um, she got arrested for a traffic violation with a $100 fine. Okay. I don't know what kind of traffic violation she got, but you do not get arrested for a traffic violation. Like I have been speeding where I was going 90 at a like 65. Um, and I, I got a ticket, you, you know, like it, there's, there's no way that she would have gotten arrested if it was just a traffic violation. You normally just get a fine unless there is a reason to arrest you while you're being stopped for a traffic violation. Like, you know, yes, maybe while you're speeding and you get pulled over and initially it was because you were speeding and they find that you have like drugs in your car or that you're driving while you're intoxicated, then that would be a different story. So she said it was a traffic violation. I'm guessing if she got arrested and there's a mugshot that it was probably because of a DUI. Like if you're getting a mugshot for a traffic violation, then it's a DUI because there's no way that they're going to haul your ass into jail for a speeding ticket. Like it, it just doesn't happen, you know, like it. So I don't 
I mean, I do believe it was a traffic violation, but saying that it's a traffic violation is very generic. And saying it the way that she says it makes it so that if somebody does want to go digging, that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily say she was a liar because it would be conceived as, okay, well, yes, this is a traffic violation charge, but what was your traffic violation charge for? Was it like you got pulled over because you were drinking and driving or like, what the fuck were you doing? Did you get pulled over because you got into a car accident and you did a, a, a hit and a skip? I mean, like, you again you normally do not get arrested for what you would consider as normal traffic violations so it is kind of suspicious and i do think that monica is a snake in the grass um the trailer for next week's episode it came out after the episode after this week's episode premiere um i'm just waiting to find out what the fuck heather was like bugging the fuck out about where she didn't even want cameras following her and I'm just like waiting for it so we're on day two of the vacation already and I'm just like come on come on come on you know I can't go through any more dinners I want to see where is like what it's about you know like she's she's been alluding that we're going to be surprised everybody's going to be surprised like I'm beyond surprised by this at this point, I want to know already. I want to know. I want to know what the damn surprise is. So that's it. That's the recap for this episode. So thank you guys so much for checking in with me. It's late at night. You guys know I do my recording late at nights when I do my visuals. Well, I try to do them um, during the day, but most of the time I can only do it at night when my little baby's asleep. So thanks, guys, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.